0: This program has been made possible through the support of an independent grant from Daiichi Senkyo, Inc. From Susan G. Komen, this is Real Pink, a podcast exploring real stories, struggles, and triumphs related to breast cancer. We're taking the conversation from the doctor's office to your living room. Advocating for a patient is an integral part of a patient's healthcare journey. However, many family members are unexpectedly thrown into this overwhelming situation with no idea of how to be an influential patient advocate. Not to mention, patients also should understand how to advocate for themselves when possible. After losing her sister, today's guest was determined to make something good come out of something tragic. That is why she spent most of 2019 writing a book called Badass Advocate, Becoming the Champion Your Seriously Ill Loved One Deserves, which was published in March of 2020. Here today to share some of her strategies to become a badass advocate for either yourselves or a loved one is Erin Gallian. Erin, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, I'm excited to talk to you. We've talked on this show about advocacy many times before but I feel like we're about to level up on that. So uh, so let, let's, let's get started. I, I understand your sister was diagnosed with three diseases in the span of a few months. Why don't we start there and tell us a little bit about that?
1: Okay, yes, so it was um, quite a year. So first my sister was actually diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. And at the time that she was diagnosed with the autoimmune disease, we didn't realize that she had had cancer for probably about a year. So she had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, And that caused the autoimmune disease. And then a few months later, we found out that she also had a lung disease that was caused by the autoimmune disease. So the cancer kind of kicked everything off. And really, it was a a tragic ending because she had this lung disease that was rare and aggressive.
0: Mm. And
1: I always say it's the one time in your life you don't want to be rare um, is when you have a disease. We all are probably familiar with that.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's tough. And and so obviously you were watching your sister go through all of this. What was it like watching her go through the pain of that journey and what emotions did that bring up for you?
1: I'm so glad you asked me about emotions. I don't feel like we talk about emotions enough when we talk about illness, but we're all having them. So I don't know why we don't talk about it. Hmm. I had a lot of anxiety, actually. I had anxiety um, with the idea of losing her because at the time that she was diagnosed, We weren't told that she was terminal, and we didn't find that out till months later. But then I also had a lot of anxiety for her and for everything that she had to go through. So she did go through chemo, which I'm imagining that a lot of your listeners are either going through that or they have gone through that. And, um, you know, she was was determined to kick cancer's butt, and uh, she didn't use that exact last word, but um, she did beat the cancer. But because it caused that aggressive lung disease, it was a, it was a rough road for her and um, quite an emotional one as well for her and for the rest of my family.
0: Mm, yeah, I can imagine. And, and I understand that, that you have a background, uh, in, a career in pharmaceutical sales as a trainer. And so how did that help you sort of advocate for your sister?
1: Yeah, that was interesting because I've been in pharmaceutical sales the industry for twenty over 20 years. But I got into training in the last, like, 10. And so I was a rep, and then I managed, and then I became a trainer. So I've had different perspectives of the pharmaceutical world. And I've learned these tricks of the trade along the way, and now I train other reps. And one of the key things that I I do train reps on is how to speak to physicians. As a patient advocate, what is probably one of the most common things you do is you're the voice of the patient. And so it really helped me. Number one, I'm very comfortable speaking with physicians. But number two, I have these techniques that we use, like when you are giving pushback to a physician, there's actually a way you can do it where it doesn't feel like you're being aggressive or it sounds like it's just a conversation. And I actually speak about it in the book so so I can teach others how to do it effectively, especially those of us who can't stand confrontation and have this High regard for physicians, which, understandably, you know, you respect the the physician, but sometimes you need to get pushback. This is your loved one's health on the line, and Mm. you have to have a voice for them.
0: That's right. That's right. I mean, you've got to be able to to talk through it uh, with the physician, and you've got to be able to, like you said, to push back at times where you know uh, that it's necessary, and that's that's tough to do. Um, So, so tell us a little bit about you know your sister's passing and how that changed your life and led you to writing this book?
1: Yes. So my sister Megan was not just my sister. She also was my best friend. So we talked on the phone every day and we were just very close growing up. I was really blessed. And I even said this when she was alive and way before she was sick, I knew I was blessed to have her as a sister. Um, She was almost like a mother figure sometimes. She was a little bit older and she just was a kind heart, and everyone who knew her just loved her because of her gentle spirit. And she was so thoughtful and kind. So so I was really lucky. And when she passed away, obviously, it really was painful. It still is. I mean, I'm not going to lie and say, I'm over it. I'm good. No way. I don't think I'll ever um, just get over it. I know I won't um, because she's so special and a big part of my heart. The only way that I knew that I could actually get through the rest of my life is to do something positive positive with that pain. And when she was actually in the hospital is when I came up with the idea of sharing what I was learning with others, not through a book. I thought about actually training people in the hospital. So because I'm a trainer, I thought, you know, they give classes in hospitals. I know I took them when I was pregnant. And so for CPR, so they're usually downstairs and I could have people who are the caregivers, the family members upstairs come downstairs. I could tell them a little bit about advocacy and they could go back up and use my techniques. But then I thought more about it. And after speaking to um, some physicians, um, I realized if I wrote a book, it could probably help a lot more people than mm-hmm. just maybe a little community. So yeah. that's how I kind of landed on writing a book. I also was an English major, so it's been a dream. So I kind of had a couple things coming together. Um, not the subject I planned on writing about. You know, I thought yeah. it would be a little bit more lighthearted and fun. Yeah. But in the end, I'm very passionate about it. And the reward of helping others
0: is so much greater than writing. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 wonderful. And and I think you're right. I mean, it's such a great medium to disseminate the, that information to such a large audience. I mean, we're able to, to talk about it now. And, and if any of you are listening and, and are an active advocate, it may be a, great, a good option for you to take a look at this. So so last question, um, Aaron. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'll have to edit that part out. I I'm, I'm, i don't know, something's been going on with my voice the last couple of days, so I apologize. All right. <clears throat> So last question, Aaron. I'd love for you to share your strategies or at least some of your strategies with our listeners. How can they become badass advocates themselves?
1: Yeah, let's get to the good stuff. This is what we came for, right? Yeah. So I'd love to share some. And I'll share a few that I feel like are the best ones. I'm going to give you the good stuff. And then in the book, there are others that are also wonderful, but I'll give you what I think are the best. So number one is build a support team. So some people may think, well, I don't have any family around. In the book, I give you many ways you can build a support team. I think as a caregiver, as a patient advocate, you need to have other people helping you. It's just too much for one person to take on, especially if you have a patient who's going through chemo, they're exhausted, they've been through a lot physically, maybe they've had a double mastectomy and they're just laid out for a while. Um, So they, you need that help. Maybe you need help with the kids or cooking dinner. There are ways that you can get help through the community, through your friends, through your family. And that way it's not all on you. In this world, we're so willing to give help. Sometimes we're not willing to take it. That's right. And as a patient advocate, please, I beg you, please take help. And a lot of times people don't know how to give you help. So don't be afraid to speak up because they want direction. So if you can come up with a list of ways that people can help you, That will make it easier on everyone, including yourself.
0: That's right. I love that. Okay. All right. Uh, Any other ones? Yeah. Okay. Um, Let's keep going.
1: So, another one that was, I think, the best thing that we did is we recorded conversations with physicians. Mm. So, I always have a caveat to this. So, I kind of jumped right into it. So, let me explain it. But, number one, be sure that if you're going to record any conversation with anyone, you ask their permission. Mm -hmm. This is not about catching a physician making a mistake we lawsuits. I'm not about that at all. It is about communication and being clear on next steps and direction. Mm. So as a patient advocate, it is very difficult to keep track of everything. So of course you want to have a notebook. That's a no brainer. I bet most advocates listening are like, of course I have a notebook. So taking that one step further, yeah. also get out your phone. We all have a smartphone and use the voice memo or the, there's apps that you can use too. You can also buy an old fashioned like 1990s recorder if you want. They do sell them on Amazon. Yeah. Um, and record those conversations because of a few reasons. Number one, you can, with the patient's permission, you can share those recordings with the support team. So this is what my family did. So if my mom was going with my sister to the hospital and or a doctor's appointment and they had a conversation, my, my sister's overwhelmed. She's getting a barrage of information about our health. As the, I've been a patient before, not with cancer or anything serious, but where you kind of get in this other zone where you blank out in a way. You hear one thing and you're so focused on the one thing that you've heard that you don't hear anything else. Right. And I think that's natural for humans to do that. And that's why it's great to have an advocate with you. But the advocate can also go through the same thing where they're taking notes, where they get stuck on something. Maybe it's bad news that came or, you know, next steps and you're, you're a step behind. Having that recording will allow you to go back and retrace your steps and go, okay, I missed this and totally didn't hear Dr. Smith say this. Now I can follow up and ask this question.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that.
1: Yeah, and that's really been, that was so great for my family. I also lived halfway across the country from my sister Mm. and and my mom and my brother, so they could share them via text and I could listen my brother, my mom, my brother-in-law, and my sister, we all have different perspectives. Right. So that's the other benefit. Right. So I listen, and I listen to the pharmaceutical brain, and I have questions. My right. brother, he's totally different than me. and has different analytical side to him. So we each would have questions that were different, and that's part of being a support team. So if you mm. can get people on that support team that you can trust and that you are comfortable sharing that, so not the town gossip, not mm. a good person to choose, um, they can really support you and help you along the way, and these recordings can help the communication to be very streamlined, very tight. Mm. Um, and then, of course, like I can say, I'm going back and listening. You can listen six months later and say, you know what? Remember that doctor said something, and now I don't remember what it was, and I wanted to. That's important today.
0: Mm, right. You go
1: back and you have that.
0: I love that. I love that. Okay. Any other uh, strategies yeah. you'd like to share?
1: Yeah. And then one other thing that I talk about, so we've talked about the notebook organization is key. One thing that I came up with is having a morning routine. Mm. So I was not my sister's primary caregiver. I was her patient advocate. That's why I talk about patient advocacy. My mom and my sister's husband really her caregivers mm. because they live locally. Right. You need someone local to take care of you every day. So I came up with this morning routine for caregivers that I think is really efficient and helps you to kind of streamline your day. So not it's called the five R's. So every one every one of them starts in an R. Make it easy. I like that kind of, you know, cheat sheet. And it helps me. Yeah. So number one is reflect. And actually, Adam, you just asked me about that earlier. What were your feelings? Hmm. That's why I think it's so important. You need to get in touch with your feelings, and not everyone is that way. But when you're going through something difficult, and this can be for the patient too, by the way, because sometimes the patient is the caregiver. Sometimes they live by themselves. They don't have anyone around or they're not so sick that they don't need someone every day, but they probably need support here and there. So this could be a variety of people that it would apply to. So reflect upon your feelings, your thoughts, write them down, do some journaling. However you feel like you're comfortable, you can kind of switch it up. Um, Number two is review. You want to review your calendar and your notes and maybe your recordings if you've been recording. So anything where you need to go back and take this process, by the way, can can take you 30 minutes from beginning to end. So you're thinking about your thoughts and your feelings. You're writing those down for maybe a few minutes. Then you're reviewing. That's probably a more of a chunk, maybe 10 minutes of going through. Oh, you know what? I have an appointment today with, you know, Dr. Smith at two. I need to make sure that I get there in time and pick the kids up from school, all of those things. So you're not stressed, you know, it's going to help you to decrease your stress. Number three is re-examine. So you want to, if you are taking care of someone else, you want to re-examine the patient's care. Do you feel good about where it's going? Are you on the right line? Do you need to ask for other meds? Do you need to ask the physician about something else, a refill, anything like that. So Mm -hmm. re-examine, re-evaluate is reevaluating actually the support team hmm. so when someone in the family or someone you love is sick it doesn't just affect the patient of course it affects the patient hmm. but also affects their circle yeah and you may need to check on someone that's someone maybe yourself too hmm. so you know make sure that you are kind of assessing is everyone okay how can we help each other maybe i need some self-care myself hmm. yeah And then the last one is recharge. So before you begin that day, meditate, prayer, whatever is your thing. Maybe it's exercise, yoga, go for a run, whatever it is so you can get it out and get ready to take on the day and be a badass. That should set you up.
0: I love that. I I, I kind of feel like that might be good advice for everybody. Honestly, not just <laughs> you
1: can apply it to a lot of things. Honestly, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, thirty minutes of uh, of planning, thoughtfulness, and self care, I think, can can really go a long way yeah. for for many of us in many situations. Yeah,
1: and, wow. I do a similar routine in the morning, and I'm not a caregiver right now, so.
0: Right, yeah. right. Well, I love that. I love that. And I, I love uh, the methodology that you put behind it, the thought that you put behind it. And, and I'm going to have to check out your book because um, there are always times where we, we have opportunities to be an advocate. And, and I love that. I love it. I love it. Great title. Great, uh, great cover.
1: It's fun. You know, really the, the title I came up with kind of as uh, facetious because when you're yeah. an advocate, I know I didn't feel like a badass. Maybe some do. I certainly did not. But At the end, I look back and I was like, I was pretty badass for my sister. Like, I was supporting her. I fought for her. And not just me. It was my family. I wasn't the only one advocating for her. We were a team. So I wrote this. There are some things in the book I never got the chance to do. Mm -hmm. So my goal is to basically give this to you so you can be way more of a badass than I was ever. And then you have a leg up.
0: I love that. I love that. Well, that's what it's about, and that's really what this podcast is about. It's about helping each other, equipping, and, and just um, and really trying to build the community. So, uh, well, Aaron, uh, this was so great. Thank you for taking the time to write that book. I can't wait to check it out. And thank you for your time on the show today. Thank you, Adam. Thanks for listening to Real Pink, a weekly podcast by Susan G. Komen. For more episodes, visit realpink.coman.org, And for more on breast cancer, visit Komen.org. Make sure to check out at Susan G. Komen on social media. I'm your host, Adam. You can find me on Twitter at AJ Walker or on my blog, adamjwalker.com. This program has been made possible through the support of an independent grant from Daiichi Sankyo, Inc.